Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How is your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And uh, that great introduction by the lady with the voice <laughs> always makes me laugh to hear somebody say my name and I'm like, yes, that's my name. And it's said with such like, it's just, I don't know what it is about her voice, but every time she says my name, I just laugh. <laughs> so, yay, which is great. You know, laughing is fun. So I uh, I just want to welcome all of you to this show. You know, for those of you who are like, up and it's like, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning where you are, or if it's like 3 a.m. in the afternoon where you are, wherever you are in the world, I'm so grateful that you are choosing to listen to this show. And there is something so, um, that can be so fun about pleasure and the pleasure zone that, you know, the topics on this show have ranged from, you know, things that are sociological, things that are like everyday, things that are sometimes personal to me or personal to my guests. And uh, one of the things I haven't talked about is necrophilia. Well, I'm not talking about that today, although the title might make you think that I am, but I'm actually not talking about necrophilia. I'm just talking about, you know, sayings, things that people say, although... Now that I'm on target with that, I'm like, maybe I'll talk about necrophilia one day. I have no idea. I might have a point of view about necrophilia because I don't know if I, I'm choosing that to right today. I I get that I like bodies that have um, beings with them, like together, rather than bodies that, you know, I don't know. I think it's an energy thing for me, so I don't think, I don't I don't get that necrophilia is my thing, but... For those of you who it is, I may actually do a show for you guys so that you can feel included too, because the pleasure zone is all about including. Nobody's excluded here. We're all included. Everything. So, so welcome. Um, so you might, you know, listening to me, you might be like, that woman's a little crazy. And you're right. I am. Just about 10 ounces crazy and about 90 ounces of other things. Um, it's a combination. Sometimes there's brilliance. Sometimes there's crazy. Sometimes there's a what the what? And sometimes there's like a, a lot of other stuff going on. It's it's like a giant stew of of something different. So welcome to the giant stew of something that's totally different where I bring to you my experience that I work with bodies and I work with people and I, you know, work with them um, professionally in my my business i work with them with their bodies to create greater ease through movement um i actually have a fabulous story my dad uh manipulated me into showing up at his house and by manipulated me what i mean is that um it was his birthday on the weekend and 
I my uh, my dad had his body was having some stuff going on and um, he creates like pain in his body. And I swear his body does this. His body creates stress and pain so that I will show up and I'll work on him. And then and then he gets to tell all his friends that his daughter does miracles, which I love that because it certainly beats the old days where he told me I was crazy and useless and you know. I like his new point of view a lot better. So I'm just like, hey, Dad, cool. I like your point of view. Thanks for telling people I create miracles and bodies. That's very fun. So one of the fun things was um, I literally got to his house and he was like walking with canes and um, and and he was having a hard time with movement. He just turned 79 and his point of view is he's old, although I know lots of 79-year-olds my great-grandfather who's 93 is not old the man walks like four kilometers a day he goes swimming in the lake even when it's november in canada he's like hardcore so he's not old um he's wild man (laughs) and he does his own surgeries on himself because you know because he can because he's a doctor so you know, my grandpa like cuts little bits of his ear off and stuff because he thinks he might have melanoma and he'd rather not have it grow. So that's the kind of family I come from. <laughs> and and uh, that doesn't mean I'm like that. That doesn't mean I'm mimicking them. But man, I got some characters in my life. And, um, and, and a lot of what I bring to the show comes from like what I find hilarious. Like I find my grandfather hilarious and what he does with his life. And my father, I find hilarious that he would manipulate his body to have, you know, pain so that I'll show up so that I'll work on him so that he can tell the world that, um, what I've done for him. And for a long time, I actually would refuse showing up at his house because I didn't want him talking about me. And I had all these walls up to receiving from him, which then had all his walls up to receiving from me. And we created this tumbleweed of poop. It was like this giant poop stew that was just like rolling down a hill. Um, and eventually it was going to come smack on us and just make this disgusting mess. So we we kind of have uh, stopped the giant poop slurry from going down the hill. And we're now looking at like... And and choosing, I'm consciously choosing to have my barriers down around my dad. Um, It was a really funny conversation yesterday. He was like, yeah, this feels so good. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you make a body feel so good? I said, yeah, dad, sometimes even people get turned on when I work on them. He's like, is that why they keep coming back to you? Like, like you mean turned on like for sex? Like, my dad's European, right? So he needed a little translation. I'm like, yeah, dad, like... Like, you know, like turned on for sex. Like people get turned on when I work on them. And he's like, oh, really? That's why your business is like, that's why people. And and he had just decided that it must be that I turn on bodies, have have men have erections, have women have like orgasms on my table. This This is what he's decided that this is why people come back. And maybe that's true. And it's not always true for everybody. So don't have that expectation if you ever see me, but it shows up sometimes. So, hey, and then and then my dad got really uncomfortable, which was really hilarious because he was like, oh, my gosh, my daughter does this. Like he was both intrigued and and mortified at the same time. It was kind of like, oh, 
well, that's great. I'm happy for it. It must be good for her business. And, oh, my God, what if my body gets turned on? I don't want to do that. That would be awkward. But in the last, like, year, I've done a lot of awkward things with my dad for his body. Um, and I have to say, one of the funniest was uh, not this last time, I saw but the time before. And the upper part of his leg was very sore. And I had this, I had this stuff. It's like this heating lotion. And so I got the heating lotion out, and I was like, okay, Dad, uh, I can put this heating lotion on you, and we're having this discussion about the heating lotion. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, it's in this area. So he was pointing to his upper thigh. I'm like, okay. So I was trying to go from the bottom of his pant leg. He's like, no, forget it. And he pulls his pants off, and I was like, oh, my God. And cross my fingers, I was so glad my dad was wearing underwear that day. I don't know, I'm guessing he always does, but it was one of those days where I was just so grateful that he had underwear on. So so then I was like, okay, no point of view. I was really like, I really had to get into the zone and be no point of view. I'm touching my dad's upper thigh, you know, okay, you know, and I'm, I'm like trying to be all of me to not like cut off any of me. So Okay, don't look at your dad's crotch by accident. Like, there's so much weird stuff coming up. It was hilarious. And then, uh, yeah, I had weird dreams about him after that. (laughs) Yeah, I've had a weird couple weeks with my dad being in it and his body having interesting reactions. And he's, uh, yeah, so, yeah, slapping on some good hot stuff on my dad's thigh. He was feeling better. Um, And... uh, and this time I didn't have to put my hand down my dad's pants and he still felt better. So I think that was, you know, the last nine minutes What I was trying to get to is I don't always have to put my hand down your pants for you to feel better. Now I can, but I don't have to. So there you go. So that's what I'm aware of. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, a saying that I hear people say quite often And even when I was a teenager, it would just get under my skin and I'd want to punch something. Like, I had a lot of points of view about it. Now I'm kind of, it irks, it annoys me, but I'm aware of why it annoys me, like what it is that annoys me about the saying. And the saying is, I love you to death, or I love him to death. And I'm like, ugh, I I like, between wanting to vomit and and like slap the person, it's hard to know (laughs) where which reaction will show up. So what it is for me is when somebody says that, it's like they're really saying to you, I love you and I'd like to kill you. If you ever actually watched, there was a movie that came out in 1990 called I Love You to Death. And hilarious movie if you're into like really dark, sick comedy. Um, Very funny movie. It it had uh, several very funny actors in it. Um, Kevin Klein was in it, Tracy Allman, and um, River Phoenix was actually in it as well, and Keanu Reeves. It was it was quite the movie, and in the movie, the character, the husband, um, in the truth, it was actually based on a true story, and in the true story, or even in the movie, the husband is from Yugoslavia, uh, you know, which had a few factions in it. He could have been Slovenian, Croatian, Macedonian, or Serbian. I like to think he was Serbian just because my heritage is Serbian. And in in the movie, um, the wife is like fed up with her husband and his behavior. And she makes spaghetti sauce and puts all these tranquilizers in it. 
and then um, goes to shoot him, I think it was. And and the tranquilizers or the painkillers had actually slowed down his heartbeat, so he survived the shot. And then he goes to visit her in jail at the very end, and he's like thanking her for loving him so much that she was willing to even kill him. And I'm like, that's the kind of mental that <clears throat> makes me laugh. And, um, and, and, and on a side note, I've actually been in a relationship where somebody, um, claimed that they love me so much and they actually did like attempt my life on several occasions. <clears throat> so, there is like this intensity with I love you to death that actually um, to me is like invoking the desire to kill. And it's funny and it's like, it's such a, such a weird comment. It's also like to me similar to the comment of till death to us part. Um, and then at which point do we die? And, and so a lot of these things that we say it's like, what are we actually creating with them? And and I was, like, playing with, like, I love you to death. And I, I don't know, like, some something actually brought it up because of a friend of mine, and I talked about this a few weeks ago that uh, comes for sessions, and he's still embodied, uh, even though he's, like, he's choosing to not be. Um, so, you know, whatever energy, space, and consciousness I can be to allow him to have total ease with that choice, I'm choosing it. And the and the thing with that is that, you know, like I adore him, absolutely adore him. And I thought, well, that actually is like, what if I actually this is a person that I actually love until they die? Well, what if I actually love them even after that? Like, what if I actually adore them even when they've left their body? So this question of like death to me came up because it's it is something that, um, you know, we have this point of view that somehow um some people and a lot of people think like death is a negative thing or uh, it's very finite and everything's like over and done with um and there's so many areas of our life where we're not really willing to look at where is something uh is something dead is it over is it done with so you know i love it, i love you to death is it the death of you is it the death of them is it the death of the relationship which death are we talking about and you know, can a relationship die and then um, be born in another way? Like, are we willing to allow things to um, to do that? So the whole I love you to death was really inspired by the whole idea that what if we do love somebody right until they die, but then what if they don't actually die? What if they continue to um, exist energetically like does your love go away just because their body goes away so uh, we're going to head to break and when we come back more on the topic of I love you to death on the pleasure zone many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose what else is possible beyond what we have already seen heard or thought of what if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex sexuality and copulation by tuning in to the pleasure zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. you'll receive tools inspiration and a foundation to allow your 
yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight's topic is I love you to death. And I don't know in your life if anybody has ever said that to you or if you've said it to anybody. You know, it's something that just kind of spills out of our mouths sometimes. Um, I don't know that I've actually ever said it to anybody because it's something that I was aware of a very like in my teenagers I was aware of it and it I was aware of how much it annoyed me I would hear friends go oh my god but I love him to death and it would just make me cringe and I was like "Ooh, why <laughs> like what does it mean <clears throat> something about it just ugh. and uh <clears throat> and so I'm wondering if, if that energy was ever put on you like did anybody ever say I love you to death and and some part of you just thought, oh, that's really sweet. But then there was another part of you that was really confused by it. Like some mixed message in there. So how many places in your life have you actually heard somebody say, I love you to death, and then equated being loved with sort of dying or killing yourself in some way, like dying on the inside, like, oh, in order for that person to love me, I need to be sort of dead. I don't know if I'm getting like, it's kind of like that energy of um, there's this these two things that are juxtapositioned and coexisting at the same time. And I get there's like polarities do exist at the same time. And it, and this one is kind of like it creates a a bit of a like a weird pretzel kind of thing um, for me. And it's like if if you love me, does it have to be also to kill me? Does there have to be the death component? Like, does there have to be such of an intensity um, 
because whenever there's something that has that kind of uh, intensity behind it, like, I love you, oh my God, I love you to death, um, generally there is something about it to me that it fades, it fizzles, it doesn't really have a, a lasting component to it. Um, and there's also like a desire to annihilate that comes with it too. <laughs> I love you to death. You're awesome. I want to kill you. Um, so, oh, it's so weird. I don't know why this one bothers me so much. Um, other than maybe I'm aware. Let's go with that for now. Maybe you're aware too. Maybe you're aware and this doesn't bother you at all. It maybe is just like something that you hear and you're like, ah, whatever. Um, maybe by the end of this show, I'll have a less point of view about it and be able to be like, oh, interesting point of view. You love me to death. Cool. Are you looking to kill me? If you are, can you make it really fun at least? Thanks. So what else is possible? So some of the other uh, things I had mentioned kind of in the write-up, uh, things that I was playing with when it comes to like, I love you to death is what Anyway, is uh, what is death to us? Like, what if we decided that death is? And wow, there's a lot of energy on that. Oh my God, I almost fell asleep asking it. Holy lifted. What if we decided that death is? That it actually isn't. Holy macanolis. Everything that is will you destroy and uncreate all of it times a godzillion. Right around good, bad, pot all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. What's that crazy thing I just said? That's the clearing statement, and you can find it at theclearingstatement.com. Um, what what I'm doing is I'm asking some questions. They bring up some energies. There might be things you're not aware of, things you are aware of, but that one had a lot of unconsciousness. It still does, and everything it is destroyed and created it all. Right, rugged, bad, pock, puddle, night, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Whoa, what have you decided death is that it isn't? Oh, and everything that is, destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what have you decided death isn't? That it is. Woo! Take it, you guys, on a roller coaster, energetic roller coaster ride. Whoa! I'm not trying to have silence on the airwaves. It's just a really big energy shift. Wow. Okay, cool. And if you don't perceive it, don't judge yourself for it. It's cool. It's okay. You don't have to perceive what I perceive. Um, it's just a matter of like we have a lot of points of view about death, what it is and what it isn't. And when you love somebody to death, not only does love have a lot of points of view, death has a lot of points of view. And you stick those together in a blender, you have like a wackadoodle. Kind of like a talking about like poop slurry it's like a giant poop slurry like and wow what a concoction we've created with loving somebody to death um and and how much have you ever like felt like you were dying to be loved like we create a lot of these things these energies in our bodies that actually speak to the molecules to say hey i'm ready to die I love this person to death, either mine or theirs. Either way, these molecules are going to start to fall apart. My cells should start to decay any second now. And everything that is destroyed and created all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all that, shorts, boys, and beyonds. But we we impel our bodies when we talk to them and and we're asking them for death. We actually start impelling them with death. Um, And so, cool. You know, if that's what you're choosing, cool. 
I'll have a point of view about that. And if it's not what you're choosing, please be aware of what you're actually saying. Um, because our bodies are fully, fully aware. If you have never read Dr. Emoto's work um, with the water molecules, um, if you don't believe in squat, that's cool. You don't have to believe in anything. Um, if If you even acknowledge that water exists and that, you know, if you look at the the studies by Dr. Emoto about the language that we use and how it affects um, the cells of our bodies, it may create more awareness for you about what you're asking for. Um, you know, and sometimes we have a polarity about what we're asking for. It's like love and death, like these two things coexisting. Can you love somebody after death? You know, and wherever we have a point of view about what death is and where it's limited to embodiment, let's destroy and uncreate all that too, right, Ron? Get back, pop, pot all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. What if, even beyond physical embodiment, what if we can carry gratitude energetically? So, right, I use gratitude and of love because gratitude actually has less points of view about it um, and and in order to have gratitude you can't have a point of view um, to have love you can have a point of view I know if that just messed with your head cool if you want to talk to me about it cool call me we'll have a session it's awesome I love that yay um, so gratitude is like super fun in that it's all about no point of view and acknowledging the person that you're with now, does that require that you have a body to be a being or, you know, to have that? Um, it may be something that's like uh, more, say, for example, uh, let me think. Let me think for a second. <laughs> and I don't even know where I was. So loving to death. We'll go back to that because I just got sidetracked by a message and I'm cute like that. So loving to death is something that we can uh, easily be... Now I'm totally sidetracked. Where am I? What am I doing? What's going on? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm coughing now too. So I, I get that... now. I'm, I'm going to just let you guys know that I am completely lost right now because that doesn't happen to me very often, but I totally got like completely jogged. Um, I'm going to go back to topic. What is loving, loving to death, and what is love? And what have we decided love is that it isn't? And what have we decided love isn't that it is? And there are like, yes, yeah, so many energies up around death and love and what they are and what they aren't and the difference between love and gratitude and it's, it's like there's such an intensity and dying to be loved and dying to love. And it's, you know, how how many of us have that like total desperate, kind of like a desperation energy where we really like deeply desire to, to be received and to gift. And when that's not showing up, we'd rather die. So dying to love can definitely show up. And if you really, you know, if you really have this desire to contribute to the planet, you know, there's some part of you that has a deep gratitude for all beings and a love for people. And the chances are that when you have this, like, deep gratitude and love for people that, you, you know, you are going to have 
um when when that when you aren't having that show up or when when people aren't choosing it there can be this like desire to like I'd rather die I would rather just die than not have to you know be part of this I'd rather you know there's so many things so we have a lot of oaths and vows too yes totally to each other to people when we've when we've actually like invoked that and we're said oh I will love you forever and I will love you to death uh till death do us part we invoke a lot of things that we carry on for lifetimes and then we kind of like stick ourselves with that so that we can't we can it's trickier to create beyond it we can do it you know and if we're aware of it we can clear all those things that that we have sticking us so and now i'm a little gassy because there was a lot of energy up on that yay if i start burping it's it's an energy thing it's it's not cuz i was drinking beer earlier which i wasn't but i might later so it's uh i'm wondering too about how much um we have have actually invested in 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 a relationship and you're like and when you love somebody to death how much have you invested in that this is one way that you know you can if they die then you can move forward um like i love you to death cool and then you leave your body and i don't have to love you anymore and if death is just about the body and you're loving the being do you ever stop quote, loving them, do you ever stop having gratitude for them? And can the beings who left their body continue to have gratitude? So uh, I get a yes for me that if I were like to leave my body, I still have the capacity to be able to be the energy to still give gratitude, which is, I think, where that Dr. Emoto conversation was coming from before. It's like being the energy of gratitude. We can be that and that can affect molecules of other people molecules of other you know if you are an energy if you've you know and i could talk to the energies now you're listening to the radio station right now too so thank you and if you are you know and if you are being being the energy of gratitude then you can create that for everybody embodied or not so how fun is that so we're going to head off to break and when we come back more crazy conversations about loving to death Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head. 
that when men assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And uh, so the question tonight, and or the comment, I should say, it's like I started with the title of I Love You to Death, um, inspired by the movie I Love You to Death, but also inspired um, by a friend of mine who um, is very clearly choosing uh, to not be embodied um, and has has like clearly ch- um, been saying that. So, and... So for anybody who is having, you know, a time right now where they're, like, choosing to not be embodied and they're kind of, like, you know, looking at death and they're kind of going, like, deciding what death means to them. Like, death could be the answer. Death could be the way out. Death could be the way that everybody else will have more. Uh, You know, sometimes we can be that kind of crazy kindness that we're actually so loving that we're like, okay, if I leave my body, my whole family will get the insurance money, you know? It's like being that kind of um, thoughtful, you know? Death death can totally be honoring in a strange way. Death as the true honoring. Yeah, that's interesting. So what if it's, um, yeah, ew. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you are um, choosing, you know, death, and you get that this is like the kindest thing you could be doing. Uh, it's like that's an interesting point of view. For one, um, where have you decided and concluded that, you know, leaving your body is actually going to create greater for everybody? Um, and is it true? And it's just just something to play with. It's not that I'm judging it. I'm just asking you to play with it. Is choosing death going to create greater for you and everybody else that you're that you know that you care about? Um, you might get a resounding yes. You might get a resounding yeah. You know what? If I choose to not be embodied, um, my point of view is I would be energy all the time and I would be able to contribute to people easier. Cool. If that's your point of view, cool. And if that's something that works for you, cool. Choose it. And I'm wondering if um, if it's true, like, would you be willing to explore it? it? Have you just, like, for so long when, yeah, death is probably easier, it's just going to make everybody's life easier, so, yeah, if I do this, I'll get this result. And I ask you to ask what else is possible. So if you're looking to have more ease or whatever and you're doing death as a as a way to show your love, 
because that's, you know, that would be that aspect is like, I love you so much, I will die so that you can have everything. Um, really kind, and what else is possible, you know? Um, a lot of, you know, for example, I'll use my dad as an example again, because, you know, my dad has this thing where, you know, has this uh, property in Toronto, it's like a triplex, he rents out to people, and, um, and, and, it, and it holds uh, value. Like, if he was to sell it, he would be financially... Uh, have a lot of ease and um, he instead he uh, is choosing to not sell it right in this 10 seconds which can change and he's got this uh, point of view that he loves us so much my brother and I so much that he's going to hold on to this property so that we can so-called have a better future and I'm like when does this future occur because I could use money a long time ago to have an easier life and and it's like he's actually in a way um, loving us to death so like it's a funny thing it's like in death he's actually in or in his kind of plan of dying is where he figures he's going to um, be able to contribute to us the most if and when he dies we inherit money or we inherit this property that's got possibly value to it now whether it will in 20 years from now or you know if he lives to 100 years old and you know in 20 years from now um and if he doesn't you know stick around for another 20 years then okay cool we inherit money but it's all based on loving somebody uh, through i'll show you how much i love you when i die you'll get everything you need maybe maybe not right um i think death and love have such an interesting uh, thing together that it's like there's so many layers to it, you know. And I, there's so many things like like coming at me. Like I feel like there's things coming from 20 different directions and 20 different thoughts like coming at me right now. Like I'm in a train station and all the trains are coming at me. There's so much um, activity going on, and so it's I'm just really curious for you guys for the listeners out there um if anybody any of you are uh listening to this uh now and would like to call in if you have any questions i've got some phone numbers you can call in the u.s you can call 815-880-8255 in canada you can call 613-800-8736 and i'm just really curious for any of you if you have um, you know, if you've been waiting and if you've been like choosing for so much of your life based on death, you know, um, I've watched and again, like my dad is one of my finest examples of choosing um, all based on death. You know, he's he's actually like chosen a lot of things in his life that are all based on when he dies. You know, he's got a party planned for when he dies. He's got. He's already got his, like, funeral planned, um, everything for, like, the last 20 years. He's planned death. He actually really loves death, and he loves the prospects of death, and he loves what death offers. And so, and at the same time, uh, he's not choosing, like, he's not fully choosing it or stepping into dying. He's actually choosing more to have his body uh, do interesting other things. So, it's um it's funny because 
he totally enjoys like and some people really enjoyed us it's uh, and they enjoy the prospects of it and and by that i mean like it's truly like for them something that they see as a way to create a future in a way um like they can create their future by somebody dies they get inheritance they die they give an inheritance then your then your life can begin um and it's funny for a really long time in my life i was you know hearing from my dad oh yes when i die this is yours when i die this is yours and i was like well i could use it now but <laughs> it was never really available cuz i would have to wait until the death right so um in so many ways it's like um, i'm also loving my dad to death i'm loving him to like i love you to death dad cuz you know in a lot of ways he's actually telling me that the greatest way he can contribute to me is if he leaves his body. So it's interesting. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if there's anything about preferring to be without a body. Yeah, there. I get that. Some people do have that. So that's coming from the chat room. That people do. I mean, the whole. F- to me, the whole fun of embodiment is that we get to touch bodies, we get to be around them, we get to experience them, we get to play with other people. Um and and I get for everybody not for everybody that's fun. Like I get for some people that not having a body, yeah, is less pressure. There's you know, you're not paying the bills, you're not having to participate in this reality with all the so called struggles that we have. Um, you know, if we were truly willing to outcreate this reality, would um, when any of those stressors even exist, um, would it be fun to be embodied for, you know, like 500 years if if we had all access to all the money, health, youth, fun, joy, and play? You know, if I if I knew truly knew, and I know this is a possibility, like I know that this can exist, it's just that I have points of view about it and I haven't created my life that way yet, is that if I truly um, chose to know that I have access to uh, uh, copious amounts of money continually flowing into my life, and if I truly knew that my body did not have to diminish, um, fall apart, disease, you know, if it it wasn't required, you know, if my body could be in stellar condition with healthy cells um, forever, I would probably choose to live forever. I would just keep choosing embodiment. You know, it's a lot of things that would have us to choose, uh, you know, death may be more attractive, you know, less stressors and all kinds of things. So we're really adorable and we choose things that, um, you know, and we choose to say things that actually will... Uh, initiate and perpetuate the sloughing off and the dying off of cells, like like dying to be loved, dying to have this work, dying to da da. Um, I actually have uh, my sis, my sister in law's mom. When she really likes something to eat, she's like, she's Australian and she has this accent. And she's like, that cake is killer, you know. And it's like, wow. And it's funny. I watched her say that. For years, she would call different foods killer, and she's created Lou Gehrig's disease in her body, um, or that's what she likes to say she has in her body, and and her and her body is looking like it's falling apart. 
and everything that she'd been putting into her body, she kept on calling it killer. So we think we're cute. We think we're inviting, you know, saying cute words or whatever. And all of these words have an energy about them and behind them. And um, and these, it's kind of like different notes in an orchestra. The different tones will create a different, uh, you know, resonance, and that affects your body in a different way. Just like the words have a resonance about them that actually affect the body and all those water molecules of the body, it will affect them in different ways. So if you're saying, oh, that cake is killer and you eat it all the time, guess what you're creating in your body? So being aware of that um, can absolutely assist you in shifting it and choosing to have more ease in your body. Um, You know, if you're dying to get out of your money situation, if you're dying to get out of this, you're dying to be loved, all these things where we're dying to, to dying to, um, we are creating death. We are actually asking ourselves to accelerate the death and dying process. So if you are choosing that and that works for you, cool. And if you're choosing that and just became aware of it and would like to change it, just be like, everywhere I'm choosing and being and doing that, destroy and uncreate all of the times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, shorts, boys, and beyond. You can literally change things super fast. It's choice. Acknowledge it. Do something different. That easy. I know it sounds almost too easy to be true, and what if you just play with it and see what shows up? We're going to head off to break, and when we come back, more on I Love You to Death. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. 
This is The Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer, Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and tonight the topic is I love you to death. And one of the things about death is, like, we know we do all kinds of things that may actually put us on the edge of death, like skydiving, like, uh, you know, jumping out of, uh, jumping off cliffs, like hang gliding, and you know, even waking up in the morning and going to work can actually put you in danger of death, uh, leaving your body, right? So what have we actually decided death is that it isn't? And everything that is, destroying and uncreated all, right? Wrong, good, bad, pot, pot all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And how much of these things that, you know, put us on the edge of living, like, just, these, there's such adrenaline rushes. And it's, I wonder about how, you know, we can we might choose relationships that put us on the edge of, of our, uh, you know, leaving our bodies or something. It's like loving somebody to death. Like, are you choosing this relationship because it puts you on edge all the time? That it's like an adrenaline rush that keeps you uh, from being bored. You know, are you somebody who gets bored easily or requires stimulation a lot or? requires attention and affection a lot and and maybe you are and maybe part of the adrenaline rush for you is feeling like you know you could die at any moment you could um you know you love them so much that you you feel like you're going to explode so you could uh that could kill you you know what if what if loving somebody that intensely is like the biggest adrenaline rush for you and and you were, and maybe that's something that you require. Uh, and what else could you say about it? Like, wow, there I have, and wow, being around you is incredibly intense. Um, you know, you have an intensity of being that I thoroughly enjoy. That's a little different than I love you to death. And it actually maybe speaks more to the energy of of what it is that you um, that you are sensing. It's like the intensity that you're being is and and of who you be and the space that you be is such an invitation. I thoroughly enjoy it, you know. We kind of limit ourselves with our language and we sometimes you know, we sometimes either simplify things or we're, you know, maybe it's time to like get out those dictionaries and learn a word a day, like get a new word in our vocabulary so that we can be more articulate. Say what we really truly um, mean as much as we can, as much as you know, we can match words to energy. Because a lot of times there are literally no words to describe an energy that comes up. We've either eliminated those words from our vocabulary, or we haven't uh, created them yet. Maybe they exist in other languages, but not in all languages. So, um, how much can we add to our lives by adding some vocabulary and, and using some new things to say to people, rather than "Oh my God, I love you to death." What if we could actually give them the full energy of the appreciation that we have for them 
for what they're choosing and what they're creating, whether they're choosing to like leave their body or stay in their body or whatever it is they're choosing. What if you can um, thoroughly be present and enjoy them uh, while while they're with you? And so you don't have to love them to death. You can love them to life. You can have gratitude them, for them for life and living and choosing and creating. And um, isn't that kind of fun? Like, isn't it kind of a fun thing to be like, wow, I'm so grateful for you, your life, and what you're choosing and creating. Yay! Different than I love you to death. (laughs) I don't know. We could certainly, like, play with things uh, a lot more and explore what matches the energy of what we're truly asking uh, of the person and of ourselves and what it is that we'd really like to create with them. And when you are feeling like, you know, that kind of uh, intense desire to be loved or desire, it's like, dying to be loved if you're having that intense desire really like would like you to look at that for yourself and starting to to choose now if you are choosing death that's cool it's just a choice and if you're if you really desire to be that um connected and and acknowledged and deeply seen um start choosing that for you so wherever you don't acknowledge you just start even with once a day like wow i totally acknowledge me like i exist even just acknowledging that you chose to wake up that morning is like hey cool i woke up awesome how does it get any better than this wow i actually am grateful for me awesome so loving you to life and loving and acknowledging and having gratitude for you and choosing into life and living and creating and even sometimes creating can like be creating fires that you know maybe burn something down because then you can build something new in that area. It doesn't always mean it's like pretty and and flowery and you know angels are flying around and stuff. It doesn't have to be that. It can be so many things. So don't judge your creations by saying that they don't look like a flower bed. They might look like a pile of manure. They're still your creations and acknowledge them. And in that, you're actually acknowledging you so that you are loving you to life rather than loving somebody else to death or being loved to death. How much could we actually create uh, with each other by having that sense of gratitude and love for each other to life? I feel like taking out a bottle of wine and cheersing all of you for choosing to be alive today. For choosing, like, embodiment. And, you know, these bodies can be tough sometimes, um, if we let them be, so how much more ease can we choose with them? How much more fun can we have with them? And uh, yeah, I want to thank all of you for listening, and really grateful for every single one of you. Uh, especially, you know, with my little brain fart moment, and I was like, million energies coming at my head. Whoa, death and dying. Who knew it was going to be such an intense topic? And I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about on this topic at some point in the future. So. Um, feel free to contact me if you have questions. You can find me on my website at melitajelenik.com or on Facebook. Have a great day. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melitza Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.